Hello again. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Unfiltered Goals. It's Cole and Gouda coming at you with episode two of our second season. Episode two of season two. Whoa. Someone's very smiley. Me? Yeah, I think you have a really cute smile. Oh, boy. Maybe it's because you haven't seen me smile all day. Maybe that's why. Mm, maybe that's it. <laughs> What's going on? We're going to do just a quick little recap of married life, do a little catch up, and then we're going to have a fun little topic and with a new portion of the podcast that I'm excited to talk about. Cole has no idea what it is. I just told her to no, I do get not. ready. So what's what's going on in married life? How are we settling in as Booney comes up and starts wagging his tail? I know. He's so cute. He's like, what's going on? Married life is good. We It seems like we've been married forever at this point because we've lived together for several years. Honestly, I feel like we're just still trying to like put away the gifts that we got. We're finishing up on thank you notes. And so once that kind of stuff is over with, I think that, I don't know, maybe we'll settle into it a bit more. Yeah. It's crazy. The wedding happened literally a month ago, but it feels like it happened yesterday because of all just like the remnants of the wedding and whatnot around around town here. Of course, Booney starts crying when we start recording. But yeah, I think that this past weekend was really fun because we got to hang out with the squad. We got to hang out with our friends first time since the wedding, Yeah, um, which was really fun. I think that made me feel like, okay, we're back to reality now. You know what I mean? Because like Back we, in the swing of things. Yeah, because like we had come back from Jamaica and stuff, but we hadn't seen our friends really, at least not the, like the whole group since the wedding. So it was really fun to hang out with them. We had dinner separate, guys and girls, and then we met up at the Rascaller and partied the night away, just like we always do. And yeah, it was really fun. It was good to see everybody and... I felt terrible the next day. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that was one of, in honest, I'm, well, you, like, you, you had a good time. You drank a little bit, but that was probably one of the worst, we could call it a hangover that I've ever seen you have. But I think it was driven by the fact that you had to get up and work the next day. Mm -hmm. You yeah. had to go um, rumble for a bit. I wouldn't call you hungover. You were just like, you were just really tired. tired. I was yeah. exhausted. And yeah, I hadn't gotten much sleep at that point. But after, yeah, I was able to come home and take a, take a little snooze. And the other crazy thing too, TMI men, but honestly don't care because if you're not okay with periods nowadays, go back to, I don't know, the olden days. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I fucked with my birth control for the wedding and for the honeymoon. And so my body is retaliating against me now. And I've now had my period twice this month. It's playing catch up. So I'm over that. But I that also started on Sunday. Or no, maybe it was Saturday. But regardless, I felt terrible. Yep. So lack of sleep, a couple drinks the night before. Cramps. Double whammy period oh god yeah, yeah it was horrible but overall it was fun yeah. loved it love hanging out with our friends it's really hard to say like good night to our friends when we know they're going to continue having fun i was going to say we left because i was trying to be responsible because i had mm -hmm. to work in the morning so i think this is probably the first time you and i have ever left the night early but we did we left the night early we so did. that i could be at least function like functioning the next morning and our friends went, went and carried on without us, so a little bit of FOMO there, but yep. I know we made the right decision because you got to be a responsible adult. Hi, Booney. Would you like to say something in the microphone? Hello, everybody. <laughs> He's a very sweet boy. 
Another thing, just a quick update, we started back in since we got back from our honeymoon. We started back in with uh, couples therapy, which is yes. it's great. We've talked about it a bit on the, the show. It's a proactive thing. We mm-hmm. want to be the best versions for each other. And we, we're not pros at this. And we just always want to make sure we're communicating on the best levels. And we, I feel like we walk away from couples therapy learning something new every single time, or we dive deeper into uh, a topic that we may have revisited before, but we, f- we find something new and, and take away and, and are able to put that into to use in our everyday lives. So it's a really good thing. I We don't go every single week or anything like that, but it's once a month, every two months, every, every so often. Yeah, we pretty much go about once a month. And I would say that it's one of the best things that we do for our relationship that and like getting out of the house especially since we pretty much both are home all the time Mm -hmm. couples therapy and us getting out of the house at least once a week if not twice to go out to dinner or go out and do something together just the two of us Mm -hmm. i think are two of the best things sometimes people call it dating your spouse that's right (laughs) so those are two of the things that i think we do really well and i think that they are two of the most important things that we do for our relationship so i'm like that was another thing i was very excited to start back up again and when we got back from the honeymoon was couples therapy and yeah it's been great so this weekend we've got a concert to go to and other mm-hmm. than that, I think we're going to be inside and we're going to finish putting some things up around the house some and pro- some mini s- projects. And yeah, I think it's going to be a good weekend. Heck yeah. Along with marathon training. Love that. Yeah, that's going to have to be a topic all on its own once we get like further into marathon training because mm. it, I've only been doing it for about a week and a half now. Josh has done it a little bit longer, but I just think for me personally, it's too early to talk about like pros, cons, how I'm feeling, all that stuff. So I think that'll be a topic for another day. Yeah, I love that idea. All right, let's move into our, it's like a, a theme. I haven't really decided on what to call it, but for the sake of ha- giving it a name, let's use uh, differences in a relationship or managing different differences in a relationship. And I picked the top uh, few things, that, and I found these online. I can give a source if anybody would like one. <laughs> but uh, a few differences that, that I want to call out. And let's just talk about how we either have had to deal with this and, and what did we do, how did we compromise, those types of things. And then if we haven't dealt with it, then we can maybe just skip that one. But I, I've got a few differences in spending and saving habits. This is like the number one thing people deal with is financial stress that's not in surprising. a relationship. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. First of all, I think this is fun. The fact that I don't know any of these. I know. And I get to just think about them and talk about them on the spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would say I'm much more of an impulsive spender than Josh is. However, especially as a woman, I don't think I'm like bad spender, if that makes any sense. But I think Josh is much more meticulous about finances. He's much more strategic. He's just honestly much more knowledgeable than I am. And so I would say those are some of the biggest differences. But I don't think either one of us, so really me, because Josh is great with money. I don't think I don't think either of us are bad with money. We could be a lot worse, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I think given with where we are, 
it, where we are now is you know wildly different than when I was in a, in the middle of a startup. It's we, we talked a bit about that in the past. That I think the biggest thing for us is just having compromise. Now I say that maybe gents, you probably know and understand that compromise and giving in is sometimes the way to go to just make things a bit easier. But also, it's just really hard to say no to your the one that you love most in the world. Sometimes she bats her eyes at me and then we just go to Olive Garden and get those breadsticks, <laughs> you know. Okay, to be fair, the only thing that I'm like, I'm not like manipulating Josh into spending hundreds of dollars on me at Lululemon. And let's be very clear. If I am like on my period or I'm just like craving Mexican food or something like that, I will be like, honey, can we maybe go out tonight? And we'll instead of eating in tonight, let's supplement and eat in another night. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything crazy. I only said that to get a rise out of you. <laughs> so that's the thing I think we do well in managing our differences is you are a bit of an impulse spender and that's okay. And I, like you said, I'm a bit more frugal and I'm a bit more mindful. But I think where we compromise best is we say, okay, we want this thing. Where do we sacrifice in other areas to make sure that this thing is, we pay for this thing and we don't overdo it for that week or the month. And a prime example of that is we got uh, tickets for this, the concert this weekend. And like the compromise that we're making is we're going to eat in a couple more days this week. Yeah. We like to experience things. We like to eat out. We like to get a nice thing for one another every so often. But I think where in our relationship we've been successful is we agree on the things that really we don't need. And so we either push it off or don't do it, don't purchase it completely. And that's like the frivolous things. We would rather spend money on a trip or an experience versus yeah. like this, the latest and greatest whatever, like gadget. Like we have, we've had the same TVs for six, seven years or whatever. Yeah. And I think when the topic of money comes into play, so I want to, I always like to give our listeners something tangible, something that they can either go look up or something they can benefit from. So I want to give someone a quick shout out here and mention her Instagram. So a childhood friend of mine has started this like new venture in like financial like counseling, basically. She's not like a financial planner or anything like that, but she she talks about, she's talks very openly and honestly about how her dad was the one who always handled the finances when she was in his house. She got married very young, which then translated into her husband being the one hand like handling the finances. And then her husband basically decided that he wanted a divorce and she was left on her own. And now that she has moved on, she's engaged to a different guy and all that stuff. But she had to basically start from square one and teach herself these really key financial things that like somehow we are still not teaching kids in school, which is a whole nother topic. Oh, yeah. But I want to shout her out and hopefully we can do a little sound bite and I can tag her on Instagram. But her Instagram is financial behavior coaching. Her name's Heather Stevens. I think it's just really cool, especially for us women, because this is, I think, a lot of our stories where people have just taken the role of the finances away from us. And so we just are the blind leading the blind. And I think it's super important for us women to empower ourselves and learn these kinds of things, even if we do have amazing people in our life that are willing to help us. So that's my two cents on that. 
Sweet. Yeah, we can definitely do a little sound bite there. The next topic here is disagreements about household chores and responsibilities. This is another topic that couples disagree on a lot. I think you should start on this one. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) This has definitely been, like Cole mentioned earlier, We Cole and I have lived together for a while now. And this is one of those where if you don't, this is what I've learned. If you don't talk about it, it becomes a problem before it's too late. Yes. So one of the things that I will gladly say is I hate to do the laundry. I hate it. I hate it. So like when I was single and living in an apartment or my my house before I met Cole, this stuff would pile up. And yes, that's gross. And I recognize that. I just, I, the part that I hate most is the actual folding. And so stuff would sit in my dryer for a week. The folding part is my favorite. It's like therapeutic to me. Which I put is things in little piles and get very upset with Boonie when he ruins my piles. Which is why I bring that up is we have found in our relationship where we complement each other very well in that I love to cook. Cooking brings me joy. It's a it's an activity that's honestly it's a, a de-stressor. So I gladly sign up to cook every single night and then Cole gladly signs up to do laundry and this happens for a lot of things but again those things that you don't talk about tend to creep up and then it causes a problem Mm -hmm. and we'll use the floors as a very good example (laughs) we have two lovely children Mm -hmm. they shed a lot hairy motherfuckers and so what that means is it builds up on the floorboards and all that fun stuff and so what happens is like the way i would describe my lovely wife is that it like builds up and then she becomes a volcano and then it erupts and then it must be taken care of right this second yep and i'm of the mindset of i can do that i could do that tonight at six o'clock i could take care of that tomorrow morning whatever cole must get it it's in her brain now it must be done right now and so that's where like we clash a lot but the way to fix that is you work on telling me before it's a problem, before it erupts. Hey, honey, this week, I would really like us to clean the floors. I can do the bathroom over here. You take care of the living room, like whatever. And that's where I think we have been successful is we make sure we talk about it before it becomes a problem. And in in the world that is household chores, there are people like my lovely husband <laughs> who have to be reminded about 16 times to do something. And so that's typically when the eruption happens yep, yep. is, OK, I've asked you to clean the floors like three times this week. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to make you do it like right now or I'm just going to do it myself. But I do think that and again, another topic for another day. But I think this is just one of those things that. Why I believe it's important to live with your person before you get married, because these are the things that you would never talk about until it actually happens. Like, how often are people actually sitting down on dates and being like, do you like folding the laundry or Mm. do you like cleaning the toilets? You know what I mean? I don't even think it was really a problem for Josh and I until it became a problem. When we first lived together, we had two more roommates. So there were more hands, there were issues, whatever. And then when we moved into our house, I feel like we just, I think, I don't know, people are on their best behavior when they first move in or when they're like testing out oh, the, yeah. the moving in waters. And so time. they're like, oh, I'll just clean everything. And then the person gets used to that. 
but that's realistically not what life is like. And some weeks I'm busier and some weeks you're busier and whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so I think we have done it. We've hit some bumps on this this topic, but I think for the most part, we have we both have had to compromise on how we would yeah. typically handle this. For sure. Because yeah, we that's the part it's the whole thing about living with someone, with being someone with someone, you always have to think about another person's feelings. Yeah. And that's that's I think just being a good partner. Like I'm not using cleaning as an example here, but I I know how much you love your iced water in your Stanley. And so that's why I know it's going to be empty. That's why I go get it for you because that I know makes you happy. So when it comes down to it, I'm noticing certain things that need to be done. I've tried to, to force myself, even though I don't want to, force myself even into certain tasks that you might manage more often than not. But I do it because it's going to bring joy to that other person. Honestly, men probably if you don't know this, like probably one of the biggest turn-ons you could ever do for your wife or partner is probably clean. Ain't the truth. Ooh, just as yes. a, just as an FYI. Hey, you want your there. woman to get all hot and bothered? Do a house chore without her asking you to do it. Amen. Boom. And just a <laughs> uh, shout out for my mother here, who I'm convinced still believes that Josh cooks and cleans and works and does everything and supports me in every way. <laughs> I am typically the one that is cleaning the house. So, yes, she does there. So there, like there's certain things I think in order to be successful in this area, like we said, communicate early, often. Yeah. But then if there's something that you enjoy, take that, own it, run with it. Make sure your partner never has to ask about it ever again. There's going to be times things happen, life happens. But like the example of that is is cooking for me and then also doing the yard work like mowing the grass and, and making sure that stuff is taken care of. There's just certain things that you can take on and make sure your partner never has to worry about. It just helps with the, the load. On to the next topic. This is fun, isn't it? I know. I'm excited to see what the next one is. Those I feel like those two are not super surprising. Yeah, th those are the top. The next, the third one, which is really not surprising at all, and we should skip this one, is differences in parenting styles as a, is a big clash for people, but we don't have to worry about that one. Because our boys are perfect. That's right. This is a big one. Oh, boy. Differences in sexual desire. Oh, my God. I feel like this needs to be a topic on its own. But we've talked about this in previous episodes. Most men, this goes right. I think it's the I think it was the love language episode that we talked about in season one. Yep. Most men I know their top love language is physical touch. Sex is into that category, obviously. And I would say most women that I know, their top is not physical touch and their and physical touch is more is closer to the bottom. And so I think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. But the the issue is I don't think nearly as many people who do struggle with it actually talk about it. They either are embarrassed to talk about it or they don't want anyone in their business, whatever. That's your own prerogative. No, and we're not going to get into the nitty gritty or anything about this topic. But I think that, yeah, you need to recognize what your sex drive looks like, your sexual de desires look like. You need to figure out what your partners are like, need to meet somewhere in the middle. I don't think one person should ever be the one that's fully compromising, especially on a topic that's as not controversial, but just it's one of the most intimate things you can do with another person. So it can't always be one person meeting the other person on their side. Like it has to. It, I 
maybe 50 50 maybe 60 40 i don't know but like more often, and if that means that you create a chart or one week you you do it his way and the next week you do it her way, whatever the case may be, I think this is the, the, the biggest easily topic that there has to be basically a split even compromise or it's just never going to work. Well, yeah, it's, I, along with every single topic here, it's about communicating early and often. Take the sex part about it. About it out for a second. If one person is always giving a hundred and the other person is giving zero, there's going to be a problem. There's like, going to be resentment and it's going to cause all sorts of other issues. Hundred percent. Intimacy is like a very important part of a relationship, but like Cole mentioned, people just have higher sex drives or they just like being touched. Like myself, I I want to hold Cole's hand. I want her to scratch my head. Like just the little things. But I recognize how much Cole appreciates her space. I understand her love languages. And so the way she perceives love is through that means. The way I perceive love, that the top category for me is through physical touch, not just sex. But she recognizes that and she sometimes has to go 60, 70% more. She has to, she dives down sometimes below 50%. But it's, it's one of the things we've run into is we haven't really, this is, pre-couples therapy is we never really expressed how we were feeling about it mm -hmm. and that just ended up causing problems yeah but the the most important thing is honestly saying hun i'm just like i don't feel great i really would like to be alone i'd like to watch this show by myself or like you just i'm not feeling it today mm -hmm. i think that's the biggest thing the biggest lesson we've learned is about communicating how we're feeling there there have been times where it's hun i like we haven't had sex for X amount of time. Like, I would really like to be intimate with you. And Cole now takes that a lot better than you used to. It used to be like you felt this is this fair to say it felt more like a, am not living up to expectations. I'm not succeeding as a wife versus now you hear it as this is how Josh is feeling. What can I do? Maybe I'm not feeling it today or tomorrow or whatever, but this is on my radar now. So you're aware of that desire but again it was because we weren't we hadn't communicated what our ex each of our expectations about sex was with each other and plus what we've like been what we've talked about in therapy before is that we were both like taking the other person's feelings and like making them our own so like when josh mm -hmm. was feeling like oh we haven't done it in a minute maybe we can do it i was taking that as like feeling guilty and feeling yeah not a worthy wife when all actuality, like, I just had a crazy couple of days or whatever the case may be. And I think that sex and intimacy is a good topic for another day because intimacy looks very different for different people. And there's lots of ways to be intimate with your partner without actually having sex. But I do think that sex is very important in a relationship. And it's probably the number one reason for divorce and for cheating and i think that's because people don't want to talk about it oh yeah 100 percent. yeah people they just if you're not saying here's what's going on i feel like i'm like you're not giving anything in this specific area regardless of what it is whether sex or not people have a tendency to go find it elsewhere yeah and that's scary and this is probably the only thing, the other only thing I'll say about it is when I say people don't talk about it, they don't talk about it to the right person. If a woman's going out with her girlfriends, like, sure, yeah, she can bitch about her sex life to 
her girlfriends. But if she doesn't tell the one person that can actually change how her sex life is going, then it's not going to mean anything. Yeah. And vice versa. If a man is going and telling his friends that his sex life sucks, sorry, but your buddies are not going to be able to make your sex life any better. So you need to tell the person who can actually do something about it. Yeah, for sure. That's a spicy topic. I was going to say, mic drop on that (laughs) one. We've gone uh, a little while now, so I want to move us on to the last piece of the podcast. It's a new piece of the podcast I'd like to talk through. And this is still something I'm completely unaware of. Yes, completely blind. This is, you can call it, it's not going to be a hot take necessarily every time because we might agree with the general population. Okay. But I'm going to call this the hot take portion of the podcast. Okay. Can you realistically have a platonic close relationship with the opposite sex? Ooh. This is so interesting. I Is it bad that the only thing that came to my head was Scandaval? No, I'm kidding. So I think that if no one knows what Scandaval is, get your head out of your ass because it's all that's been on the media for the last nine months. But it basically... No hate to anybody that doesn't watch Vanderpump. She was on the, the Today Show, for God's sake. Like, anyways. Okay, so basically what it was that this guy and this girl had been dating for nine years and she never thought that he was cheating on her when he was around her best friend because he trusted her and simply because, yeah, like he, she, she thought it was totally okay for him to have a platonic, like straight female friend. Turns out they were having an affair and it like blew up and blah, 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 whatever. So I think things like that happen in pop culture may change some opinions. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe that anyone can have a platonic friend straight friend from the opposite sex but i think that solely comes down to the relationship that you and your partner have mm, because that's a good way to put it. i don't care really about the other person and oh i don't know her very well or whatever the case may be if i don't trust josh then i wouldn't even feel comfortable with him around some of our closest girlfriends that mm. like we both share but I think that I have full faith in him. So if he wanted to go out to dinner with one of our best friends, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even bat an eye. Now, I think what it comes down to is if he were to be like, hey, I'm going to dinner with this woman and I don't know this woman and he has given me basically no information about her. This is like a converse, a deeper conversation that we need to have. But I think it all starts with. The relationship and the communication level that you have with your own partner. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It's how much trust do you have in your own partner? Yeah. So like Cole mentioned, so prime example, Betsy is one of my closest best friends. And she was your friend before she was my friend. Exactly. So when I first moved to Indy, Betsy was one of one of my closest friends right from the get-go, and she still is to this to this day. It just so happens Cole stole her from me in <laughs> in the wedding. So she Betsy was going to be like in the wedding on my side until like her and Betsy, Cole and Betsy became really good friends. All that being said, so we got brunch before Pykele and Allie got there. It was just Betsy and I. And I can recall all the times that I've been with Betsy. And was there any like attraction when I was single? <laughs> Sure. But we've talked about that. Right. right? We've we've talked about that. So that's the difference is I've communicated to Cole 
if I've ever had feelings with anybody in the past who has been a friend or was a friend or, or anything like that, Cole knows exactly how I felt. Cole knows how I feel now. And so she trusts me to go and have brunch with Betsy by ourselves because Betsy and I are, like I said, best friends. It go, And it goes the other way. So you, when we first started dating, mm-hmm. you basically became good friends with all of my guy friends. Yeah. You were very much one of the bros. And that's another thing that I found attractive about you is that like you could hang. Yeah. And also you didn't take any shit. Period. <laughs> but as we grew closer in our relationship and we hadn't really faced any challenges, we we met more and more people as a couple. And would I ever say there were times where I wasn't intimidated by a relationship that you had formed or were forming with a person of the opposite sex like definitely insecure like in in the infancy of our relationship yeah but we talk about it and i trust you i trust you wholeheartedly and obviously you're my wife now and i trust you to go have lunch with blah 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 name one of our friends but like you said let's have a conversation about it if you're forming a relationship with someone i don't really know then, okay, can I meet that person? I think that's totally fine. The, so we answered the question when you're in a relationship, but let's talk about it when you're single. Can you do that when you're single, when there's, the, there's nobody else to be accountable oh, towards? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, so you don't think that like straight men and straight women can be platonic just friends if they're single? I'm asking you the question. I know what my answer is. My answer is like 100% they can't be because th- that because that if you would say no, then that would imply that every single straight man and straight woman is attracted to one another. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Yeah. OK, let's phrase it this way. Do you think people that can that potentially are attracted to one another can be friends platonically? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think like the perspective on this question for men versus women are very different. I think women would be like wouldn't even bat an eye and be like, oh, easy. Now, men are more sexual mm-hmm. and more like they're more visual creatures. And so I think the answer would be a little bit harder. I think men would hesitate a little bit more when they answer that question. I would agree with that. But I don't yeah. think women would hesitate. They'd be like, no, that's like easy. I think what it comes down to is like guys, especially when they're single and they see another girl as single, they see, especially when there's attraction, they see potential. Sure. And I think women do too. If there's an attraction there, I'd be lying if I said that like a lot of women wouldn't be like, and it would pique their interest a little bit, but I don't think that things would have to be acted on until someone wanted to act on them. You know what I mean? Just because you're attracted to another person doesn't mean that there has to be something that goes on. And I do think too, also going back to the relationship aspect, like I don't have any I don't think this is a really a topic that you and I would struggle with because one, I would never want to do anything that is disrespectful to our relationship. Mm. And if I was out to dinner with a guy who was not one of like my best friends and I happened to like run into someone I know, yeah, maybe someone would be like, that's weird. That's not Josh isn't here. I don't ever want anyone to think like I am being disrespectful to our relationship. And I know that you feel exactly the same way. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it would ever even come down to one of us having to be like, no, I don't want you to do that because I'm uncomfortable because I think you and I would eat like we would stop it before the other person had to say anything. That's a good way to put it. We think about how the other person would feel 
in that situation before even asking how they would feel yeah in that situation i mean yeah that's totally that's a great answer i like (laughs) and i'm just gonna go into this because there's just no time and it's none of anybody's business but there was a, a situation where drunkenly we had someone that plopped into our bed and <laughs> spent the night like on the bed with us. And like it, I, d- I thought about it the next day and I was like, who? I was like, people probably were like, oh, that's a little weird. But it's someone that we consider basically family. And there was a reason why and all the things. But I think a lot of men would be like, no, I don't want anyone sleeping next to my wife or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, For a less secure man or woman, that could have been an issue. Oh, for sure. How I consider a label. Let me explain. This was not a threesome. This was not any kind of sexual thing. This was drunk people passing out. Yes. Honestly, I had the more sexual end of him anyway. (laughs) His his head was on your pillow and his the rest of his body was on me. Anyway. But still, you left the bed. I did. At one point. Yeah, because I was. And me in bed with another man. The dogs were also in the bed. And yeah, I did. I went into the couch. And as, bless his heart, as soon as he like woke up woke and recognized up, yeah. what, what was happening, he came and laid on the couch. But still, like that me. could have 100 not. Now, if he was not someone who we consider to be like a brother to us. Yeah. That could have easily been an issue. And I'm sure some people would be like that are listening to this right now, like, what the f- like what? But you trusted me, trusted him enough to like allow that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's so funny. Sorry, I have to say this real quick. While the whole Scandaval thing was happening and they were trying to clear like Raquel's name and say she would never do something like this. Mm. Someone asked one of the married women in the group, oh, would you be okay if her and your husband slept in the same bed? And she was like, oh, 100%. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Really? Yeah. That's wild. It is wild. And I said- It's a one-time thing. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) I was going to say, you never know. The way I labeled it is like a child laying in between his two parents. That's how I described it. Literally, there was not, yeah, there was not more to it. That was fun. We should do that more often. I should do that sometime for you. Yeah. Surprise you with questions or Yeah, yeah. Helped you or forced you to think on your toes. I obviously got a a bit more time to think through my answers, but yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed the new hot take section and, and these sort of lined up questions that sort of create conversation. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you again for another delightful week. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.